0: some people they treat their body like an amusement park and uh it's not good not good <laughs> yeah you know last night
1: i was on my way to a discipleship group i'm involved with and i hadn't eaten dinner and i went by a burger king and you know that amusement park thing took over <laughs> i went in and i got a coke and french fries with extra salt i just poured salt i know that wasn't exactly a healthy uh dinner <laughs> Live your life with purpose, change someone's life for the better, and leave a lasting impact on those around you. Welcome to Finish Strong, the podcast designed to help you discover your unique purpose and develop a plan to leave a powerful legacy. Dan, Brian, and Terry are ready, so let's get started. I remember as a young boy growing up in church, I kept hearing about the Holy Spirit, and it kind of scared me at first, but later on I experienced who the Holy Spirit was. Welcome to another edition of Finish Strong. In this episode, we are focusing on the Holy Spirit. Who is the Holy Spirit? What is the role of the Holy Spirit? What are the different functions the Holy Spirit plays? And we're going to take a deep dive with Brian Rowland and Terry Steen, my co-hosts and co-founders of Fearless Faith. Hello guys, how are you doing today?
0: Great, Dan, thanks. Doing good. You know, the
1: Holy Spirit, I don't know if you guys remember being a kid, but, you know, sometimes in church they call the Holy Spirit the Holy Ghost. Did that kind of uh, bother you at first? You were a little scared or not understanding of what it was? I didn't know what it was.
2: I mean, that, the first thing I thought of was Casper, you know, not, that's not, yeah. <laughs> he was friendly yes, at least. <laughs> but...
0: <laughs> How about you, Terry. <laughs> yeah i guess i can't remember back that far but I, I think i heard it enough throughout church that it wasn't something that scared me as much as i didn't understand it. yeah mm-hmm. i
1: remember singing a song come holy spirit we need thee come holy spirit i pray come in thy strength and thy power come in thy own special way and we would pray for the holy spirit and you know the holy spirit is god he's part of the trinity the third person of the trinity And that's a hard concept alone for people to understand sometimes, the Trinity, that God is triune, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, all equally parts of that Godhead. And the way uh, I like to describe it is, you know, water is the same substance, but it can be in the form of a gas when it's mist. It can be a liquid, the water we drink, or it can be a solid You know, ice, but still H2O, still water. Um, And I think uh, that kind of describes a little bit of how God set it up. You know, in other religions, guys, um, there's just one God. Christianity is the only religion that promotes. Three beings and yet one, the mm-hmm. Trinity.
2: Yeah, You know, Dan, it reminds me of what you said about the water. I always thought of the Holy Spirit as looking at a prism because that always defined a trilogy to me. You had, if you look through a prism, put light through it, you get red, yellow, and blue coming mm-hmm. out of it. Hmm. And so you got the Father, you got the Son, and the Holy Spirit. But yet it's a prism. It's one. Right. So there's your trilogy coming out of Right.
1: The one. And And, you know, when you talk about other religions not having that, In Christianity, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit have always been in communion. They've always been in that Mm -hmm. love relationship. And I think that's so important. Uh, It's not one part of God just dictating everything. So a very important concept. And, you know, the Holy Spirit Mm -hmm. or the Holy Ghost is mentioned 97 times in the Bible. And it's interesting because the exact same Greek and Hebrew words are translated ghost and Spirit. And, and Terry, you know, we're all familiar, uh, most of us, I should say, as Christians, maybe some people aren't aware of the day of Pentecost, and I'm going to talk about that later. After Jesus left the earth, he sent the Holy Spirit. But the Holy Spirit is mentioned even in the Old Testament, correct?
0: Yes, yes. Even when the earth was being formed, the Bible talks in Genesis about the Holy Spirit, hovering over the earth. But, it, but a, an interesting thing to me was even the Levitical priests, the high priests, throughout the whole Testament, the Trinity is symbolized and talked about, and sometimes we don't realize it. But when the high priests went to go, before they could go into the holy of holies of the temple, they had to do three things. First, they had to sacrifice that spotless, unblemished lamb. What is that symbolic of? Jesus. Our Savior Jesus. He was the unblemished land that had to be sacrificed. Then what did they do? They moved over to a basin where they had to wash the blood off and wash their hands and have that water. And that was symbolic of a water baptism. And then the third thing they had to do was be anointed with oil. And that was symbolic of the Holy Spirit. We represented Jesus. We represented the washing of the hands. That was basically a water baptism where we talk about three different baptisms. And then the anointing of oil was symbolic of the Holy Spirit baptizing them. And then they could go into the Holy of Holies. And just like us, we need to accept the Savior as our Lord. We need to be baptized in water. And then we need the Holy Spirit in our life to make us clean enough to go into the holy of holy, into the Lord's presence.
1: Yes, and I also picture the Holy Spirit as a a sort of a conduit to help us become who we really can be through His power uh, and that we can handle all situations with the, the power. It's God's power among us and with us after The Lord ascended. But we're going to talk a little bit now about what is the role of the Holy Spirit. And Terry, you mentioned going way back to creation in Genesis, we read the very beginning of the Bible. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. And then verse two is important. And the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters." So you have God the Father, and then you have the Holy Spirit there at creation moving on the fathers. And then in verse 3, we have Jesus. Jesus is God's word, God's word among us, and he became flesh. And it says, and God said, let there be light, and there was light. So all three in that creative process at the beginning. And in Genesis 1-2, that word for spirit in the Hebrew is ruash, and that word is used throughout the Bible. But it's the same word that's used when God breathed life into man. When you look over in Genesis 2, uh, verse 7, And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. Well, that word for breathe, again, is ruash. Very interesting. Yeah. The Holy Spirit there at the beginning, creating the earth, creating man, and then. Sent after Jesus ascended to heaven, and we 'll talk more about that later on but uh, terry there 's many other roles that the Holy Spirit plays throughout scripture
0: yes, there are, and it 's very interesting um one that 's always been important to me was the Holy Spirit being our comforter mm-hmm. and our helper. He truly is our helper throughout life, and it tells us in John fourteen Starting at the 16th verse, Jesus is saying, And I'll pray the Father, and he'll give you another helper, that he may abide with you forever. Even the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees him or knows him, but you know him, for he dwells with you, and he'll be in you. So Jesus is telling us, I'm going to go, but I'm sending you this helper. I'm sending you this comforter. And I'm sure we've all felt times when we were anxious, when there were bad things going on in our life, there might be a death, and we just had a supernatural peace come over us when we normally shouldn't have or wouldn't have. And that's the Holy Spirit within us. Mm. He is being that helper in every situation we run into. He's being our comforter. Uh, and then another thing that he is, it's he's a revealer and he's a teacher. And a little further down that 14th chapter, the 26th verse, it says, but the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he'll teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things. So he is a revealer to us. Uh, it, he helps us discern. He helps us hear and understand. You know, he helped the disciples when it talks about I'll bring to your remembrance. He was talking to the disciples. And if you'll remember after Jesus left, it was the Holy Spirit that allowed the disciples to put all the pieces together and go, oh, that's what he was talking about. And that allowed them to put that salvation message together and understand all those stories and things that Jesus was talking about. And so it just kind of brought that revelation to them.
1: Yeah, he's, he always serves as a guide for us and to guide mm-hmm. us into all yeah. truth. Yep. And as you said, he reveals So much to us, yeah.
2: Yeah, but he also gives us boldness and power in witnessing. Mm -hmm. And over in um, Acts 1-8, Jesus was telling them, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. He was telling them they were going to receive power, that they're going to be bold. And it also the Holy Spirit works as an intercessor then and helps us to pray when we don't know how. And Romans 8, 26 and 27 tells us in the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weaknesses. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us through wordless groans. And he who searches our hearts knows the mind of the Spirit because the Spirit intercedes for God's people in accordance with the will of God. How many times we're praying and we know we want to pray, but we just can't get it out. But the Holy Spirit intercedes for us. He speaks in a heavenly language to, to Jesus, to God, and he takes what we're trying to to say to the throne himself. He intercedes for us.
1: Yeah. You know, that's a good good point, Brian. I just want to say that, you know, people sometimes say, I, I don't even know how to pray in this situation, mm-hmm. but but the Holy yeah. Spirit does, and he knows what you are, are needing.
2: You know, a, a, Tell you real quick that just the other day, uh, a friend of ours up the street had um, called 911, and they went and got him out of there. And um, I saw him take him out on a gurney, and he was in the ambulance the longest time. And Pat, one of the ladies that's in our, our Bible study, she was walking down the street and she's been witnessing to him. And, uh, and so she's been, she came down, she was concerned, and we were standing there. And I said, man, he's been in that ambulance an awful long time. She goes, Oh, they're taking care of him. But we just felt the need to pray right mm-hmm. then too. We need to pray mm-hmm. for him and just ask the Holy Spirit to be there and to convict him and to to, sh- to show himself. Let let the Lord let him see the Lord in that situation. And we found out just last night that he had coded in that ambulance. Mm-hmm. And so we we were praying for him at that point right then. And then when they <clears> took <throat> him to the hospital, he coded a second time. Goodness. But they got they were able to stabilize him. But it was just amazing that and I, last night I just, I was sharing with them and I just broke down. I said, I can't believe that. Just in that moment, the Holy Spirit told us, you know, just urged us, pray. We need to pray right now. Mm-hmm. And we did at that time. But that's what the Holy Spirit will do. It's an in intercessor. And he helps us pray and helped us get those prayers through. But he also convicts. And the one thing about con- the Holy Spirit convicting, John sixteen eight is what most people will read and say. And when he comes, he will convict the world concerning sin and righteousness and judgment. Well, a lot of folks think that means he's just going to he's going to convict me of things. But if you look at read on through to, to verse 11, it says of sin, because they do not believe in me of righteousness, because I go to my father and you see me no more. And of judgment, because the ruler of this world is judged. Well, one would be of sin because he can fix the world of sin. It's just sin, not not a particular sin, convicts it of sin. And then he convicts the believer of righteousness where he reminds us when we do wrong. I mean, even when we sin, he reminds us of our righteousness with God and in Jesus Christ. And then, of course, he convicts in judgment is of the devil who knows what's coming. He doesn't want to admit it, but he knows it. But he just convicts that uh, sort of that conviction, too, that the devil is going to pay in the the end.
1: Boy, I just (laughs) I can't believe how time flies uh, and as we do these and we've got so much to cover, I'm going to talk about another role of the Holy Spirit. Believe it or not, he helps us to love the way that we should in in God. And Romans 5, 5 says, and hope maketh not ashamed because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us, shed abroad in our hearts we're, we're loving, reaching out, loving others, and that is the work of the Holy Spirit. And you know, love that is given by the Holy Spirit is is uh, so obvious when we have the heart to love as God loves the world or as Jesus loved the world. And uh, he helps us to follow through on God's will and gives us wisdom throughout our life. And I'm going to move uh, now right over to Galatians. In Galatians 5.22 we find that the Holy Spirit helps us to bear fruit in our lives. Galatians 5.22 says, But the fruit of the Spirit is, and the first one is love. I was just talking about how from that other verse in Romans, how he helps us to love the the proper way. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance, temperance against such There is no law. And they that are Christ have crucified the flesh with the affections and lusts. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. So, you know, He guides us in so many ways. He helps us love. He helps us to bear fruit. And I think He guides us with those promptings that we've talked about so many times on this podcast, how God will sometimes prompt you to do something. That's the Holy Spirit saying act. So let's move into another question that a lot of people have,
0: Terry. Where does the Holy Spirit
1: dwell? Is the Holy Spirit in heaven?
0: Well, it's a it's interesting, and it's actually sobering when you really stop to think about it, because the Holy Spirit is in heaven, but it's not only in heaven. He literally dwells in our bodies. And if we would stop to think and realize that, in First Corinthians 6, 19 and 20, it says, Or do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God, and you're not your own? Our bodies are not our own. We are a dwelling place for the Holy Spirit. And then it goes on to say, for you were bought at a price, and we know what price that was. That was the death of our Savior Jesus. Therefore, glorify God in your body, and in your spirit, which is God's. You know, we have a soul, which is our will and our emotions and those kind of things, but we have a spirit. And as Christians, as soon as we accept the Lord, we have the Holy Spirit indwelling our bodies. And that should make us think a little bit about how we take care of our bodies. What kind of temple are we creating For the Holy Spirit, for God to dwell in. We need to make it a holy temple. I I heard it said that I try to make my body a temple during the week, but on the weekend, it's an amusement park. (laughs) (laughs) Some people, they treat their body like an amusement park, and uh, it's not good, not good.
1: (laughs) Yeah, you know, last night I was on my way to a discipleship group I'm involved with, and I hadn't eaten dinner, and I went by a Burger King and you know, that amusement park thing took over. <laughs> I went in and I got a Coke and French fries with extra salt. I just poured salt. Do you ever have that taste? I know that wasn't exactly a healthy uh, dinner. <laughs> yes.
0: I'm not saying I don't like cotton candy or deep fried Oreos. I'm not saying that. Brian and mm-hmm. I
1: have experienced how you have a sweet tooth. How about yes. It? yes, yes, we have. <laughs> Brian, when we're down at his house, he pulls out <laughs> <laughs> Oreos and Cinnabons.
2: <laughs> yes,
1: Cinnabons. <laughs> oh, man. Um, but, Brian, a lot of people are wondering how do I receive this Holy Spirit? Uh, we talk about we receive Jesus into our hearts, but what about the Holy Spirit?
2: Mm-hmm. And that, that's what Terry was just saying. We receive the Holy Spirit comes into our hearts when we ask Jesus in. When we pray and ask him the forgiveness of our sins, he comes in and he baptizes us that way. A lot of people will say, though, how is one filled with the Spirit? And is it the same as being baptized? Well, I look at it as what the Holy Spirit enters your body. I believe this, that he baptizes you. And um, that's so he sets you up for filling of the Spirit. And what I mean by that is... Being filled with the Spirit is submitting to the Spirit's control, and it's an ongoing process with Christians. We're baptized once when, when we receive Christ, but then we, we're always trying to be filled with the Spirit, and we, we work on that every day. Every believer should seek to be filled with the Spirit, and that's a part of their continuing relationship with God. And I really believe that that's how we stay close to Him, and that uh, the Holy Spirit works through us that way, and 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 gives us our boldness to speak mm-hmm. out for Him, for Jesus, and and just and and intercedes for us. But how do I know I have the Holy Spirit in my life? Uh, I, I know that because, in fact, I'm a follower of Jesus Christ. If I'm a follower of Jesus Christ, I know the Holy Spirit's in my life. Now. I, I continue to be filled with the Holy Spirit as I search him, as I seek him, and as I ask him to fill me. And he brings to my mind righteousness, like I said before, the convictions of righteousness and that, okay, I've made a mistake here today. I need to ask you forgiveness for this. I need to confess this and we need to start fresh here and refill me, refill me over and over and over. And he did that with the disciples too. By, he, he even said, They were going to come together and they were were going to be shaken, you know, and Mm -hmm. when they be filled with the Spirit, they were going to be able to speak with boldness. And Mm -hmm. so they were filled then, although they already had the Holy Spirit, they were filled at that time.
1: So here's an interesting question that I know we know the answers to, but why did Jesus have to send the Holy Spirit after he physically left Mm -hmm. the earth?
2: Well... I think that He is the Holy Spirit on earth here. I mean, Jesus isn't here physically, but the Spirit of Him is here, and He's around us all the time. He is always right. present, and He's with us, especially when not just with us, He's yeah. living in us when we accept the Lord as our Savior.
0: And and I also think Jesus is, He's in heaven. He had to go up. He's building our mansions. Mm-hmm. He's interceding for us with God and it was the Holy Spirit's turn. It was the Holy Spirit's <laughs> responsibility to take over the Godship on earth mm-hmm, for us mm-hmm. because Jesus physically, because he was you know fully
1: God and fully man, he couldn't be everywhere at once, but now with the Holy Spirit, he can yeah right. um i just I just want to mention the day of Pentecost in the Bible because people can read this in Acts chapter two, and uh, do you know the word pentecost from comes from the Greek word? Pentecosti, which means 50, 50 days. Mm -hmm. And Jesus, uh, after he rose from the dead, he was on earth. He remained another 40 days. And then it was 10 days after that, that he, uh, after he ascended, that the Holy Spirit descended on the 120 disciples, you know, Mm -hmm. the main 12 and all the followers of Jesus, as well as the women. And you can read all about that in Acts chapter 2 because it was amazing the way the Holy Spirit came in there. Like a a sound uh, from heaven as a rushing mighty wind filled the house. They began to uh, speak in other tongues. It's really quite amazing to read about.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah.
1: So that's that's Pentecost. Well, we're near the end of our uh, hour. It's not an hour; it's twenty five minutes, isn't it? That we do these podcasts. (laughs) Finish the We just have a a few minutes left. But guys, you know, the world is in really, really in turmoil. It has uh, been a difficult year. Our country's in turmoil, but there's a hopeful verse in Joel two twenty eight, where it says, "I will pour my spirit out on all flesh," and boy. I'm I'm counting on that, trusting that there is going to be a great revival. We need the Holy Spirit through these dark days. Uh, What say you?
0: So true. So true. And, And if we could leave our listeners with anything, I would say that it's so important that they know and reflect that they have the Holy Spirit in their life and that they know how he speaks because he speaks through his word. The Holy Spirit inspired every word of the Bible. So Mm -hmm. we hear the Holy Spirit through that and then through his voice, because in John it says, my sheep hear my voice. So the Holy Spirit speaks through our thoughts, and we have to just get closer and closer to him to identify what thoughts are ours and what thoughts are the Holy Spirit's. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I'm usually happy when I just have a thought. Well, I'm I wasn't going to go there. <laughs> I was thinking it.
1: <laughs> Brian, do you have any final thoughts on on the Holy Spirit as we wrap up here?
2: No, I agree with what Terry said there, and and, and I would take a, another step is that there's things that may be happening throughout the day that are just things that put it, that is put in your your way. And you have to read that, that this is the Holy Spirit speaking to you and saying that, you know, this may be somewhere there you're supposed to be helping or talking to, or there may be something you're supposed to do. Um, you never know, but you have to look for the signs around you because the Holy Spirit is not going to knock you over, but He's going to impress you. And you got to keep your heart open and your ears tuned to know that. And I believe that that's a daily thing again, which you have him intercessing daily in your life.
1: I mentioned at the top of this podcast that as a child, I would sing that song in church, Come Holy Spirit, I Need Thee. Mm -hmm. Boy, now more than ever, we need to be singing that hymn and inviting the Holy Spirit. We need him among us. We need him to help us through these difficult days. We need his power, his boldness, his comfort, his love, his fruit acting as an intercessor, and so much more. You talk about the Holy Spirit being the third member of the Trinity, but oh, they're all so equally important. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Well, we thank you for joining us for another edition of Finish Strong. We look forward to our next one when, once again, we'll talk about how we can finish the race that is set before us and we can go for that finish line with all of God's strength and power. And we do that with the help of his Holy Spirit. God bless. See you soon. Thank you for listening to Finish Strong. For more information about Finish Strong and Fearless Faith, check out their website, ffaith.org. Make sure that you rate and review this podcast to help more people accomplish their God-given purpose so that together we can finish strong.